Welcome, sports fans, to the Shoot Your Thought podcast with your hosts, Josh Sanger and Neil Rampersod. Hello and welcome to the Shoot Your Thought podcast. Neil, how are you doing? I'm, I feel like we haven't checked in in a while. My God, like what a week. Yeah, but how are you? Fantastic. How, how are you doing? Fantastic. fantastic. Yeah. We got a third member of the band back today. We do. We <laughs> on the podcast. We have a guest uh, star. We have a little furry animal walking around today. Uh, so you might hear uh, pitter patter along along our floor here. Uh, but hopefully he he doesn't bark at any uh, vacuum or anything going on outside. So fingers crossed. Uh, but we do have a lot to talk about today. Holy crap! Wanted to want to start with the biggest news of the week. I'm overwhelmed by all of this news. Like it's, it's a lot. Fuck. Even this like, morning. Like we're yeah. gonna get get to it a little bit later. But even yeah, this morning we had some news breaking. But uh, the biggest news of the week, and probably the most inevitable news. I don't know, but inevitable because it seemed biggest news of the week. Tom Brady, if you haven't heard it, the motherfucker is unretired. Tom Brady um, hates his family so much that he went and spent some time with them and then decided it's going to be a no for me, dog. It's going to be a no <laughs> for me. I would rather get run over by 350 pound men for a living. Yeah, his protection's pretty good. I don't think he got sacked that many times last year. But he still got sacked. But he's 44 years old. It's going to be 45 this he's year. He's still playing at an MVP-type caliber level. He's playing better in his 40s than he was in his 20s. Yeah. And Even in his 30s, yeah. We thought he still had more left in the tank before he announced his retirement. Be- actually, before Adam Schefter announced his retirement. Mm-hmm. And... Before Brady is like, no, no, I'm not retiring. Man, this whole and then soap opera of a it Brady. Actually, he actually did retire. Then fast forward eight weeks, and now he's unretiring. It, it's very similar to um, the, the facts that MJ sent, right? I saw I saw some, a lot of comparisons between the two. Like MJ sent the facts saying, I'm back. Brady sent the tweet saying, there will be a time for, for family, but that time is not now unfinished business what unfinished business do you have to do he just wants to go out on a win he doesn't want to he doesn't want to be that he doesn't want to have that last season as his his final season in his uh illustrious career he wants to go out on a super bowl win and i honestly thought he would be able to do that this past season and when they got knocked out of the playoffs um you know he he had to go through some soul searching and apparently he's not done yet so it's crazy. You know, like he is the Chris Chelios of the NFL. Like he is going to play until he's 49 years old. He is Chris Chelios, Gordy Howe. Yeah, like he is Yarmir Jagger. He's defying time. Like he there's no one that's going to be able to catch him at this no, point. You know what I mean? No one no one that's even un, like no one that's not born yet. You know what I mean? This is history that is continuing to be made year after year after year after year. He's just padding his stats. He's yeah. He's going to have another huge season with that. The way that division is shaping up right now, Atlanta is going to be rebuilding. Yeah. Carolina sucks. Like there's no chance that he's not going to be in the playoffs again next year. But my question for you is, does he still have the type of skill and the type of, I, I have a bad feeling that this is going to end really badly for him. 
why where's that feeling coming from either an injury like his i don't know if his body can still withstand it like he's getting old man like he's he's been getting old for the past 10 (laughs) years neil like if he's if he's okay now he's gonna be fine like yeah but like he has he often plays through injuries the amount of money that guy spends on his body and the amount of like what he eats like what he keeps out of his diet like i think he'll be fine i think he's gonna still throw out an mvp caliber level I, I I am not worried about the the fitness or the the skill level of Tom Brady going into the season. I, I am very much not not worried. My only question though is now that he's returned yeah. and uh, like hasn't missed a game, so I guess you can kind of throw the retirement out. Uh, my question is, does he continue playing past this season? Uh, I think that depends on the final, results. Is of- this his final season? Because now that he's come back from his retirement. Right. Does the NFL give him the farewell tour that we saw other players get when they're planning their retirement? Like a Dwayne Wade tour? Like yeah. A, yeah. Um, I think it's going to be on his terms. I think he's going to make the announcement. I don't I don't think he'll make an announcement prior to the season saying this will be my final season. Yeah. I think um, it depends on what happens this season. I think if he goes out on a win, if he even I think if he makes it to the championship game, not even the Super Bowl, I think he'll still retire after that. Cuz that would be a pretty pretty cool way to go out. To get to the playoffs and end in the reti- he no, he wants to go out on a Super Bowl. I know he does. I know he does. But he didn't this past season so. and he ended up retiring and he came back thinking, "Okay, you know what? I need to go out on a win." I think what forced his hand and forced him to to reconsider um, is the Denver Broncos. Is the Denver Broncos putting together a team similar to the way the LA Rams did last year and the LA Rams winning it? I think with the way the Denver Broncos have come together and all these stars are now like starring, they're all like in Denver and in Denver, their defense is unbelievable. They've got a, a, you know, a star in Javante Williams. Mm-hmm. They have a star in Jerry Judy. Their wide receivers are great. Now they have Russell Wilson. Brady's like, yo, I'm coming back to take down that team. Yeah, you got Cortland Sutton too. Because he's he's gonna have to. Like, if those teams meet in the finals, could you imagine? I I I would love for that to happen. Um, but we all know how Russell Wilson starts off his his seasons. Then we all know what Russell Wilson does in the second half of his seasons. Yeah, I am I am not convinced by the Denver Broncos yet. You're not. No, you don't think they're a playoff team. <laughs> um, I think I want to see how how well they work together on the field. They are easily. They're going to go like sixteen and two during the season. You think so? If everyone stays healthy, just because of Russell Wilson, that's the only addition. This past, maybe Von Miller coming back. But yeah, like that was the only thing they were missing last year. What you you don't think Drew Locke is an MVP level quarterback? I do think he's <laughs> going to be better than Russell Wilson is in three years. But um, Russell Wilson wasn't motivated to play that system that they had in Seattle anymore, where they ran the ball way more than they threw the ball. Yeah, and they got all of their running backs injured to the point where they had to call up running backs. He just looked demoralized. Like, let Russ cook. Russ is going to cook Okay, so who do you think think is a better wide receiver, DK Metcalf or Jerry Judy? 
Well, it's hard for DK Metcalf to be relevant if he only gets four targets a game. From Russell Wilson? It's not from Russell Wilson. It's from Pete Carroll drawing up the plays. Say fair. He wants to run the ball more than anything else. Like, he's the one person that made non-relevant running backs relevant. You like mean Chris Ru- Carson? Chris Carson, Rashad Penny, DJ Dallas even to an extent. Yeah. Trash. Like, they have no business being good. And the only reason they're good is because they're force-fed the ball to be ran. And like, all of those yeah, players are injury-riddled because they, they're used so often and they're yeah. not protected. Enough. Well, they're not used in the style that they want to run in. They're used in the style Pete Carroll wants them to run in, which is yeah. run directly into the uh, defense and try to get through. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it works. But rarely. Yeah. Uh, so do you think Brady makes it to the Super Bowl this season? If this team stays the same, if this team pretty much, because I don't see what additions they're gonna they're gonna bring. Well, they just signed Russell Gage, so how can they not make it to the the finals now? Oh, because that's the missing piece. It's Russell, Russell Gage. Gage. Yeah, of course. Come on, that's your that's your uh, nail in the coffin, right? Brady now. heard it. that Russell Gage <laughs> is signing with the he's he's signing with the Bucks, and he's like, you know what, fuck. Coming out of retirement. Russell, Russell Gage. I get Russell to throw Gage. to Russell Gage. That's it. I'm back. Um, but if the band reunites, if Gronk resigns, if Evans Evans is going to be there, Godwin's on the franchise tag, they have their core pieces. Isn't there one of them that's... Jensen, the center, just resigned. Like the, Everyone's a, coming back. Isn't there one that's a free agent? One of their wide receivers? It's either Godwin or Evans that's a free agent. Yeah, Godwin. But they franchise tag him. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, like the the pieces are there. Uh, I just think, like, if the offensive line returns, uh, like I said, Jensen just resigned the center. Uh, if the defense remains elite, then they have no problem. They're gonna be there. They're gonna be in the mix, is what I'm saying. Yeah. And with Brady's competitive edge, I think they'll be up there. I think it's it goes from the Bucks not being relevant with Brady gone they were probably not going to make the playoffs too. As soon as Brady's back, like, oh, they're Super Bowl yeah. favorites again. Yeah, I think that's pretty interesting. Uh, should we move on? Yeah, some other NFL signings. Yeah, enough about Brady. A lot of signings about, uh, this week. Yeah, holy crap. So we ended up our we ended, up, ended off our last episode talking about Trubisky possibly going to the Giants. And that didn't happen. But, well, Neil, what well. did happen? <laughs> Tell us what did happen. The... Pittsburgh Steelers, my Pittsburgh Steelers, mm-hmm. have a new franchise quarterback. Do they? Who he might goes, that be? Big Dick Mitch, his name is. I don't know if that's going to stick. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we can try it out for a couple more episodes and we'll see. But uh, Mitch Trubisky, <laughs> artist formerly known as Mitch Trubisky, uh, signed with the Steelers. He is going to be their starting quarterback with uh, Big Ben retired. Uh, He's a former your... MVP, Nickelodeon Slime MVP. He, you're not wrong. He, he is. He's the first ever Nickelodeon MVP. I like sure. this move. I, you know, this is obviously a bridge deal. Uh, it's a two-year deal, $14 million. So it leaves the Steelers with a lot of cap space after their $40 million um, commitment to Big Ben last year. I like this deal. You know, it just gives the Steelers an opportunity to draft a young quarterback this year mm-hmm. and develop over the next two years. Um, I really feel like Mitch brings Mitch is underrated. You know, he can still throw the ball well. This is, he's only four years removed from being the second overall pick in the draft. Four years. 
It's crazy. Like it, like he could still break out in his fifth season coming up here. Yeah, I think I think Mitch Trubisky. The problem with Mitch Trubisky is that he was playing with with terrible offensive coordination. Um, his offensive coordinators were his quarterback coaches were not the greatest. I mean, just look at the teams he's played for in the past. They weren't really offensive minded teams. So I think I think we could see you know under Mike Tomlin, I think we can see Trubisky flourish i don't even know if he's going to be the starter you know what i mean like with that contract that he signed like the steelers could still be in the mix for an actual starting quarterback you think they're gonna draft a quarterback i'd like them for like for them to draft a quarterback you know but you know having mitch trubisky in this year solves our problem for quarterback this season if they they, they just could not go into the season with having mason rudolph and Dwayne haskins as your quarterback yeah. tandem. Mm-hmm. They would be going nowhere. And you don't want to waste a year having Najee Harris as a running back about to break out, having that elite defense. So this is I mean, literally like prime Najee, Najee years. So. Najee Harris is the team right now. And this defense, we just have the, we have the defensive player of the year on the team in TJ mm-hmm. Watt. Mm-hmm. You have a solid defense behind you. So I, I don't mind this deal. Do you think the, they're going to be a playoff team this year? They're 100% going to be a playoff team this year. The Steelers are going to be a playoff team this year with Mitch Trubisky. Don't get me started. Right, don't get me started. <laughs> the Steelers are a playoff team with no quarterback. So any quarterback is a good, a good sign. All right. They're still the, they're still the unbeatable franchise, so, so we'll see. Anyone is better than what Ben did last year. Ben just got the ball and threw it into the ground. He had no offensive like mindset or awareness. He was nervous with the ball every time. Every he was scared. Time. Yeah. He was scared. He threw the ball away in less than a second every time he got it. He was scared of getting hit every single time, yeah. Uh, but my Giants also signed a quarterback, um, recently in this past week and uh that's tyrod taylor tyrod taylor the veteran quarterback i i feel like if you look at his track record recently remember he started with the chargers and that's how justin herbert broke out because he got his lung punctured by the team doctor oh i see where you're going with this go on um if you look back at when he was starting for the browns that's when baker mayfield broke out that's when you know they had their their losing season and then Baker Mayfield came in right after Tyrod got injured. Um, so I say maybe start Tyrod Taylor as our as the Giants quarterback in the first one or two games, and then see who breaks out after he gets injured. That in is the, the stupidest game. thing I've ever heard in my entire life. At this point, <laughs> want, I'm willing to try anything. You want Tyrod Taylor to start the first game or two. In hopes that he gets injured. Look at his track record. In hopes that he gets injured and Daniel Jones comes in and becomes the next greatest thing you've ever seen. I'm not saying it has to be Daniel Jones. I'm saying it can be it can be anyone. It can be if we I'm hoping we draft a quarterback in the first round of this of this draft. And then uh maybe that quarterback becomes our new franchise quarterback after Tyrod Taylor gets injured in game two. We'll see. I hope it works out for you, you know, because that team is in absolute shambles right now. It really is. We just we just got new management. We just got a new coach. Um, so there's opportunity here to start fresh. I've said that many times over the past few through over the past few years with the Giants, but um, but we'll see. We'll see. 
I've got uh, I've got to bring something up here. If we're talking about signings, you know how much money the Jaguars have given away this this specific offseason. I just want to talk about one specific player. Okay, I'm ready. Christian Kirk. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the deal that Christian Kirk received from the Jacksonville Jaguars? No, I didn't even know he was a free agent. So Christian Kirk got signed to a four-year, $72 million contract with the Jaguars. This is worst. The worst contract I've ever seen. 72 mil This is worse than years? the contract that the Giants gave to Kenny Galladay last season. He got a $20 million signing bonus. He's making the third highest per year value for wide receivers in the league. Christian Kirk is. He has never had a 1,000-yard season. Never. Before signing this massive contract. Are they, were they that desperate for... Or maybe they're... They just have a lot of money to give up, do they? You're going to eventually see a fucking uh, episode on Jeopardy where it says things that terrible franchises do. And Christian Kirk is going to be... Who is Christian Kirk? <laughs> yeah. Like, it's going to be really bad. Um, but... I mean, they, I guess they needed they needed a wide receiver, no? Yeah, they, they have, have the Marvin Jones. They, have- they have LaVishka Chenault who is now apparently on the trading block. I have no idea what this franchise is doing. But well, I'm saying they, they have their running back situation figured out. They have their quarterback situation figured out. So it's time to spend big on the wide receivers, I guess. I wouldn't, I wouldn't you know, recommend Christian Kirk as the target, but... But see, like deals like this is why the teams like the Jacksonville Jaguars and teams like the New York Giants are always going to be at the bottom of the league. Because they overspend... On players that will never be stars. Okay, think about Kenny, Kenny Galladay. He was a star. He was never a star. He was on the Lions. He was a star. Anyone on the Lions could be a star. Fair. But that deal... Okay, yes, we overpaid for him. But he was supposed to be a lot better than he was. He, was suppo- he wasn't even worked into the offense yeah. for most of the season. And that's why we kind of ditched the old uh, GM and coach. And we're... we're coming up and starting fresh so i think kenny galladay could be more relevant this season i think i mean anything if he's used at all if he gets a touchdown this season at all he'll be more relevant than he was last season so we'll see i'm just trying to defend defend my my uh my team here uh but we can move on um the amari cooper trade was probably the biggest trade from this this past week what are your thoughts on this i I like the deal for the browns the browns immediately put jarvis landry on released him Mm -hmm. um amari cooper is number one he's a number one receiver well he is now yeah the dallas cowboys gave up their number one wide receiver because their number two wide receiver needed to be paid so they gave up their yeah Okay. Um, so I would I, argue that C.D. Lamb was their number one. Last the year. the big loser in this is obviously the Dallas Cowboys. They had their offense stacked, and now they traded away their best wide receiver. Um, they didn't really get much for Amari Cooper. So I like the deal for the Browns. The Browns are upgrading on their in their wide receiver department, and what seems like they're upgrading on their they're trying to upgrade on their quarterback position as well they're in talks with deshaun watson right now yeah what do you think of that i did hear about this um 
and you know that there's a whole the whole issue with Deshaun Watson this past week is that you know that it came out that he will not face criminal charges. He made a whole like tweet about how um, if you stay true to God, he will set you free or some bullshit. Um, I just feel like this case got dismissed because there wasn't enough evidence, or for whatever reason, there there wasn't um, you know the stories didn't hold up or they didn't match each other. I haven't really looked into it because it's it's pretty recent. Um, I still think Deshaun Watson's a piece of shit. I still think if these, if this amount of women, this number of women came forward to, to talk about this, I don't think we should just dismiss it so lightly. I don't think he can just make a tweet. Um, and all things get God, better. And all things are fine. And all of a sudden we're talking about, oh, where's Deshaun Watson going to play this season? I, I think, I mean, the NFL will never do this, but yeah. I think they should put him on the exempt list. I'm surprised that he didn't. <clears throat> he wasn't put on before this um so that just makes me think that he will never be disciplined by the nfl the nfl likes to to stay out of legal matters um quote unquote um so yeah i think it's it's just pretty it doesn't sit well with me how how quickly deshaun watson is just being talked about as you know oh where is he gonna play this season obviously he's not gonna play in houston where is he gonna play and all these all these teams are making trade offers for him i don't think he's gonna play this season I don't think he is. I even, hope he doesn't. Even if it got dismissed, like you're dis you're discrediting the fact that there's still going to be civil lawsuits be mm-hmm. filed against this guy. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right? Like Sean Watson was rumored to be tied to the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I'm really glad that they decided to go with Mitch Trubisky because I think that's a way better fit, number one. And the Steelers don't want to be tied to that. Yeah. You know, and Deshaun Watson, you know, to to his to what he's going through right now, he's talking to teams. He's yeah. still under contract with the Texans. I know. He's talking to the Falcons. He's talking to right now the Browns. You know what I mean? Like he's talking to teams. He's talking to Carolina is apparently aggressively trying to go after him. You know, so there are teams that have interest in him, but are they willing to take on the baggage? And that's why I think no deal is getting done yet. Yeah, any team that that decides to take that on um, will lose all of my respect. Any any general management that decides to take that on, like I don't know, what do you what do you what are you saying to your female employees if you have you know female employees directly in your management for your team, and you decide to go out and get this yeah. quarterback? What are yeah. you saying to them? It's your the voice me- doesn't matter. It's the wrong message. It's completely the wrong message. So I I hope. What, what you said is true is that he doesn't play this season. Um, but we'll see. We'll keep a close eye on that one for sure. Uh, you want to talk some Raptors? I would love to talk about Raptors, Neil. Holy shit, this past week, what the Raptors have done as Toronto's best team by far. I don't know. I like get, Go what on. Do you, mean you don't know. They beat the Suns. I'll give you my thought in in a moment, but let's hear about what you want to talk about first. They beat the Suns. They beat the reigning MVP in Jokic and the the whole Nuggets team. Then they beat the Lakers, who, yes, they don't have Anthony Davis right now, and Russell Westbrook is playing like shit. Yes, uh, the Nuggets don't have Michael Porter Jr. or Jamal Murray. The Suns don't have Chris Paul. You can make all of these excuses, but these are playoff-bound teams. The Raptors are also a playoff-bound team. 
And the Raptors are also not healthy. They have a rookie who's tearing apart the league right now. Yeah. Who's getting double doubles almost nightly now. So I I am I believe in this Raptors team. I think this Raptors team can clinch a playoff spot. Not just a play in, but a playoff spot. I think this Raptors team finishes top six. I said it at the start of the season. I'm saying it again now. All right, share your my concern with the Raptors. Yeah, it's here. no. This is it, it's a really nice run that they're on. They've won four in a row in dominating fashion. They beat the Lakers all on the road too. They beat the Lakers in LA. They beat the um, Denver Nuggets in Denver. They beat the Suns in Phoenix, mm-hmm. and then the game prior they beat the Spurs in San Antonio. Uh, so they're doing the damage on the road. My concern, Josh is that they're very inconsistent. Like, they're going on these runs, but they're also going on these losing streaks as well. Like, the, the previous three games before this four-game win streak, they're on a three-game losing streak. That was and, without Fred Van Vliet. And they were also not getting blown out in these games. It's just they're losing by a, a basket yeah, but at the end of the game. My point is they're losing to teams like Detroit. They're losing to teams like Orlando teams that they have to beat in Cleveland. Yeah. Like they're no, they're no. losing to these teams that if they want to make some noise in the playoffs, you got to win these games whether you're injured or not. 100%. Freddie V or not. Like you got to win these games. And that's why like I'm cautiously optimistic about this team moving forward. Yeah, they're in the 7th seed right now. They'd have to be in the playoffs to get into the playoffs. They'd have to play the play on playing games against the the, the plan yeah they're in the seventh seed right now so they'd play the the nine seed i think right yeah uh the uh, ten, ten seed ten seed yeah they'd still have to play right so um but i'm saying they're one they game back of sixth cleveland is in sixth spot right now um, i don't know how the Cavs are doing what they're doing but we're fighting with cleveland for that sixth spot Raptors have a game against the Clippers tonight, and they have a home game against the Lakers on Friday, and then two big, te- three big tests coming up for the Raptors after the the battle in LA. Um, they have the Seventy Sixers, they have the Bulls, and then Cleveland again. So, I think this time next week, you, you're really hype on the on the Raptors, but mm-hmm. the test is coming up right now. They've got the toughest stretch. Yeah. And I think this is good to have this tough stretch at the end of the season because we're we're jumping right in from this tough stretch into pretty much the playoffs, right? Yeah. So I think we do need to get OG back, but I am very confident in this Raptors team. Yes, they have to be more consistent and then they have to f- figure out how to close off these games. But they started off that Lakers game with a 20-3 run. Like that was the score. It was twenty-one to two. Twenty-one to two. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel good. I feel good about this Raptors team. They're fun to watch. That's again the worst team in the league in the LA Lakers. You're not wrong. And they're playing a very injured, most overrated team team in all of history, in all of basketball, literally, in all of all of uh, all the NBA right now. Uh, Do you want to talk some baseball? My God, like baseball's come back with a fury. I well, at least like with happen. signings. I knew this was going to happen. Signings, trades, like, oh my God. As soon as as soon as soon the lockout ended, it was like, boom, 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 boom. I knew this was going to happen. We talked about this. Yeah, we, I mean, there's a lot of talks going on in the baseball right, world right now with signings and trades, but specifically, we, we're here. We're here to shoot our thought. We're from Toronto. We yeah. want to talk the boys in blue. Mm-hmm. It's been too long. The it's Blue really Jays 
are making headlines again. Mm-hmm. Making- I literally, I, I walked past Rogers Center yesterday with my dog and I just, I stopped for a second because there's one part that you can, um, I think it's around, it's like right on um, Bremner where you can stand on that street and look directly through the gates and you can see into the stadium. Like you can see the lights of the stadium. And I just stood there while my dog peed up against a tree. But I stood there and I saw into that stadium and I just got, I got goosebumps. I got chills thinking that like, we're almost there. We're almost there. It's unbelievable. Like the the Blue Jays are, are building their team right now. Yeah. They just earlier in this week, they signed... Big time Cooch. They introduce UC him to the Kikuchi. Media. They introduce him to the media and everything. He's a part of the starting rotation. He's our number five starter. Yeah. He was an all star last year. So who do we have who do we have back now as our as our top five starters? We still have Hunjin Ru yeah. um fronting the the band. So he's he's our bona fide ace. Um we have Jose Barrios mm-hmm. as our number two. So Barrios was really good last year when he joined this this team. Uh, we have Alec Manoa coming back, mm-hmm. uh, big time Manoa, uh, Kikuchi, and I'm missing someone. Uh, we Stephen Matz, we lost. Oh, we we signed um, from San Francisco. Right, 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 right. So I mean, like the uh, the lineup's looking good. The I rotation. Good. I feel good about this. I think our yeah. bullpens getting stronger as well because we're still making deals we're still making uh relief pitcher deals so i'm i'm yeah, excited kevin gausman's gonna be a great like he was an all-star too we have so many all-stars that played in the all-star game last year now in our rotation so i mean this team what they're saying right now is like hey we're not afraid to spend um the starting lineup this year the okay before we get to the starting lineup the Blue Jays made another splash this morning. This morning. Um, I never saw this coming, but apparently reporters had known like this was in the works. We already know that several teams are trading away and rebuilding this season, Cincinnati being one. So guys like Joey Votto have been tied to the Blue Jays. Mm-hmm. Joey Votto's been tied to the Blue Jays for years. I'd be, you know, I'd be surprised to see them not go after a guy like Joey Votto. Um, but the Blue Jays made another team who's rebuilding right now is Oakland. Blue Jays made a, a deal with Oakland this, this morning, sending their number one pick, Gunnar Hogland, who they drafted, I think, 17th overall. Mm-hmm. Um, him and three other prospects to the Oakland Athletics for Matt Chapman. Do you like this deal? Love this deal. It's a great deal for the Blue Jays. Does he jump right into third base? Are you, where else is he going to play? He's not going to play catcher. No, I'm not saying he plays catch. Matt Chapman is the best defensive third baseman in the league. He and Arenado. Matt Chapman had 27 home runs last year. Uh-huh. So he's not a scrub with the bat. You know, he's better than the scrubs that the Blue Jays had there last year. But Blue Jays wanted to add an infielder. They went out and they added an infielder. Do you think they're out on Freddie Freeman now? I think they're out on Freddie Freeman. Do you think, do you like... Matt Chapman better than Freddie Freeman in terms of fitting in with this this Blue Jays team. What deal would you have liked better here? I would have liked a left-handed bat. They were yeah. they were rumored to to try to sign. They were strongly pursuing Kyle Schwarber because yeah. he's a power left bat. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're 
still in the market for that. That's why I'm saying they need to go after someone like Joey Votto. Because Joey Votto was lighting it up last season. Joey Votto would look really good on the left hand side. Like if slotted in between Vladdy and Bo or even in the number five spot. Like he they need more left handed bats on this team. Yeah. They're so right handed heavy. Even more so now with this addition of Chapman. But yeah, the the next move they make, they have to solidify the bullpen a bit more. I would love to see them go out and sign a closer. You know, like, um, there's a closer that comes to mind. Legendary Los Angeles Dodgers closer is still available. And free agency? Yeah. Do you don't think uh, they move Pearson to a closer? You think Pearson could be a closer? I don't think he wants to be, and I think he's, he's trying to make his way into the starting rotation. But I think he's our, you know... Maybe our five to eight. This is our bullpen as it stands right now. We have Jordan Romano, Tim Meza, Yimmy Garcia, David Phelps, Julian Merriweather, Simber. I thought we lost Merriweather. No, we haven't. Oh, really? Simber, Trevor Richards, Nate Pearson, Ross Stripling, and Thomas Hatch. I think uh, Romano's our closer right now. Yeah. I think I mean he was our closer for most of last season, and I think he's he's going to stay our closer. But um, I I would like to go out and see them get more of a veteran closer because that's a pretty young bullpen right there. That's a really young bullpen. So uh, I'm I'm interested to see what they continue to do in this offseason. But uh, no, I don't think the Jays are done here. I think the Jays are still going to make some signings here. They lost quite a bit in this offseason. They lost Semyon. They lost Robbie Ray. You know they lost Steven Matz, so I think they need to they need to go out and spend a little bit more. They have been spending, obviously, as we've seen, but I don't think they're done. Do you? Ken Rose Ken Rosenthal Rosenthal yep, Ken there Rosenthal. There you go. Um, just tweeted a couple minutes ago. He said that the Blue Jays have spoken to the Guardians about a trade for Jose Ramirez uh, to play second base. Man, I miss this free agency talk. I missed it. Um, other teams are showing interest in Ramirez as well. It's unlikely that the Guardians move him. Um, right, right. But the, the Blue Jays are knocking on the door. You know what I like the most about this offseason? Is that the Jays are a team that players want to go to. You know what I mean? Like, we had the Jays... The Jays and the Raptors, let's say, have so much trouble getting players to go sign there because it's in Canada. And now with the whole... Um, reveal that uh, unvaccinated players won't be able to travel to Canada or play in Toronto mm-hmm. this season in the MLB. That's a deterrent for a lot of these Southern, you know, Southern style players is that because a lot of them are not vaccinated. We saw the Aaron judge comment the other day. Yeah. Um, so what happens when, you know, Aaron judge has to come with the Yankees, what 50 times a year, that's 30. He's just not going to play there. So yeah, this is a deterrent. But what I'm what I was saying is that, you know, George Springer coming and signing as a free agent here. Like that was huge. It started with Ryu the year before. It started with Ryu, yeah. Right. Like these players signing as free agent, not just trades. Like yeah. these players coming over and signing and wanting to play with this young team, this this uh this incredibly talented young team that's gonna make the playoffs and it's gonna make it to the World Series in the next two, three years. That's insane. Like the Blue Jays right now are making 
splashes similar to a couple years ago when they saw they traded for uh Troy Tulowitzki and they traded for the David yeah. Price and they traded for Josh Donaldson. Yeah, like it like they're they're making the same sort of moves that you need to make that the LA Rams in equivalent in the NFL made to to win the the championship. So will this team better be better than our 2015 team? The team is already better than the 2015 team. You think? Even with Oh yeah. Bautista and Carnacion. Just signing Tulowitzki. Yep. Really? Yeah, their rotation is way better, 1 through 5. Yeah, I'd say so too. They have have Nate Pearson and they have Ross Stripling who could be starters as depth. Yeah. You know, and the Jays have never had the depth that they have this year. They always run into injuries. They never have, you know, like they continue signing pitchers, which is phenomenal. Like, you know you're going to run through injuries at some point in the season. It's just the way it is. It's the nature of the business. But for the Blue Jays to have the depth now that they do, this trading for Matt Chapman has solidified the third base position. So now in the infield, you have solidified catcher. You have a solidified first baseman Mm -hmm. in Vladdy. You have... Biggio at second. They go out and trade for Ramirez for second. There is no team better in any league that's better than the Blue Jays. If they acquire Ramirez, the only question mark I have, Josh, is the same thing that the, the Jays were battling last year is the bullpen. Yeah, they lost so many games because of their bullpen yeah. last season. That's a thing, right? But now if they're fucking putting up 13 runs a game, they won't really need Which it. Which they probably will be looking at this lineup. Yeah, they got to fix the bullpen, and I think they they will. That's why that's another reason why I say they're not done. Yeah. Uh, all right, so let's go through their projected lineup here. You want to go through their projected lineup? Um, before we do talk about the projected lineup, I just want to say I really hope if the Jays don't sign a closer, I really hope we see um, Jordan Romano back in the closer spot. I think we will. Because he had 23 saves for the Blue Jays last year. If he's not going to be the closer if he's not you know if they don't go out and sign a closer i think absolutely they they keep him as the closer they have to like the way he performed last year but right now with the way the blue jays uh look right now i think you know like i'm getting goosebumps with their projected lineup george springer is obviously going to be number one mm-hmm. uh he'll lead off Bo bichette going right behind him vladdy number three where he was last year. Teoscar Hernandez, number four. Teoscar's cleanup, okay. Underrated Lourdes Guriel would be number five. I think he is very underrated. Um, I think Matt Chapman will slot in at number six and then round out the lineup with Randall Grichuk, Kevin Biggio, and then either Danny Jansen or, or Alejandro Kirk. Who do you think catches more games this season? Plays catcher for more games this season. I think it'll be a split. Yeah. This season. I think they're both very even. Yeah. You were just very high on Kirk last season, so I was... I still am. I still am, but Kirk... I don't know. I think, like, this is a season where he eventually takes over as a starter, but he's on the big league roster for sure. Absolutely. Um, But How How old is he now? He's still pretty young, right? Yeah, I think he's still pretty young. But Danny Jansen is still... Like, Danny Jansen has an offensive mindset. Like, he's probably going to hit, like, 20 home runs this year. He went through a big big, uh, rut last season, and that was a... But so did Kevin Biggio. 
Yeah. Right. So Biggio, I don't. I think you can upgrade on second base still. Um, Grichuk, he's always solid. Matt Chapman's probably gonna hit thirty home runs this year, playing in Toronto. Yeah. Um, if you put that crowd behind him, the way they, the way we're gonna welcome him to his first game, the way we're gonna cheer behind him every time he steps up to the plate, like I think, I think Vladdy's gonna win MVP this season. Should have last season. I know. I don't see how he can't this season. You know, I, I, I just don't know if Shohei's got another season like he did last year in him. I don't think. I don't think he does. But the only reason he won MVPs was because literally what he was doing offensively and defensively. Yeah. But which this, Vladdy can do too. He's just not a fucking pitcher. This is a scary team, though. Yeah. On paper, right now, looking at it, it's scary. I feel I feel really good about this team, and that's one of the reasons I got chills walking by Rogers Center last night. Yeah, I feel good, and I'm excited for the season to start. Anyways, that is our show, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you're as excited as we are. Have a good week. Have a good week. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Shoot Your Thought podcast. 